إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد سكنتنين من بلوغ المرام ويناو من الشابتر أب التيمم and we had begun discussing the hadith of Ammar ibn Yasir radiyallahu anhu maqal ba'athani al-nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi hajah fa'ajnabtu falam ajdi al-ma'a fatamarraghtu fi al-sa'idi kama tamarraghu al-dabbah thumma ataytu al-nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fadakartu lahu thalika faqal إنما كان يكفيك أن تقول بيديك هكذا ثم ضرب بيديه الأرض ضربة واحدة ثم مسح الشمال على اليمين وظاهر كفيه ووجهه متفق عليه ثم وظاهر كفيه ووجهه متفق عليه ولفظ لمسلم حديث عمار بن ياسر رضي الله عنهما يسأل the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم sent me to do a particular job to uh, carry out some particular task. And he says, whilst he was on that journey, he became in a state of janaba. He became in a state of janaba. Uh, that was due to the wet dream. So then he said that I didn't find any water, and therefore I rolled around in the earth, on the earth, just like an animal would roll around and that was because he was not aware of how the tayammum is to be made. And he made the ijtihad that perhaps the tayammum has to be on the whole of the body for the ghusl. He made the ijtihad that perhaps it has to be on the whole of the body for the ghusl. However, when he told the Prophet ﷺ what he did, then the Prophet ﷺ explained to him that it would have been sufficient to do like this. And then he hit his hands onto the earth once, and he wiped the left over the right, uh, and upon the uh, palms of his hand and on his face. And he told him that would have been sufficient. There was no need to roll around to get the soil or the earth onto all of your body. So that was regarding an individual who is upon the state of janaba and he doesn't find any water or he is not able to use water, then he makes the tayammum like that normally. There's no need to try to get the soil all over the body just because now he's in a state of uh, janaba and therefore considers that maybe the whole of the body needs to be exposed to that soil or to that earth just like in the ghusl. That is not the case. Rather he makes the normal tayammum without having to expose the whole of his body to the soil. After that, we have the hadith, uh, or rather the same narration of Al-Bukhari, وَضَرَبَ بِكَفَيْهِ الْأَرْضِ وَنَفَخَ فِيهِمَا ثُمَّ مَسَحَ بِهِمَا وَجْهَهُ وَكَفَيْهِ This hadith also explains how the tayammum is made. In this one, it explains that the Prophet ﷺ hit with his hands onto the earth, then he wiped the left one onto the right one, and... Uh, he wiped his face. And in this narration, he hit the ground, and then he blew into his hands. 
In the first narration, he says he hit the ground and then wiped the left onto the right and his palms and his face. That's it. The second narration says he hit the ground and then he blew into his palms. Blew into his palms. Uh, and then after that, he wiped them onto his hands and onto his face. فَهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ يُبَيِّنُ كَيْفِيَةَ التَّيَمُّمْ So this hadith, it explains how the tayammum is to be made. وَهِيَا And that is, أَنَّهُ يَضْرِبُ الْمُتَيَمِّمُ التُرَابَ بِيَدَيْهِ يعني كَفَيْهِ That the person who is making the tayammum, he strikes the ground with his hands. He strikes or hits the ground, the soil with his hands. ثُمَّ يَمْسَحُ وَجْهَهُ بِبَاطِنِ أَصَابِعِهِمَا Then he wipes the face with the underside of the fingers. وَيَمْسَحُ كَفَّيْهِ بِرَاحَتَيْهِ And he wipes upon his palms, his hands with the... Or rather he wipes upon his hands with the palms. He uses the full hand to wipe with. يَعْنِي يَجْعَلُ مَا عَلَّقَ بِالْأَصَابِعِ لِلْوَجْهِ Meaning that which was upon his fingers when he hit the ground. He has some soil on his fingers. He uses that for his face. وَيَجْعَلُ مَا بِالْرَاحَتَيْنِ لِلْكَفَّيْنِ And the soil which was on the palms of his hands, he uses that to clean his hands with. وَعَلَى هَذَا فَإِنَّ التَّيَمُّمْ ضَرْبَةً وَاحِدَةً يُقَسِّمُهَا, يقسمها عَلَى هَذِهِ الصِّفَةِ مَسْحَ الشَّمَالِ عَلَى الْيَمِينِ وَظَاهِرُ كَفَّيْهِ وَوَجْهِهِ So we understand that first description. That a person hits the ground. Then he has the soil on his hands or the earth or whatever it is on his hands. The finger parts he uses for the face. And he cleans the face. The palms he then rubs onto the palms and the hands and cleans that. ظاهر الحديث أنه يبدأ بمسح الكفين The hadith seems to indicate that you begin with the hands first. And that you wipe the face afterwards. However, the second narration indicates that you wipe the face first and then the hands afterwards. فَهَذَا تَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ يَمْسَحُ وَجْهَهُ أَوَّلًا ثُمَّ يَمْسَحُ كَفَّيْهِ وَهَذَا هُوَ التَّرْتِيبِ وَالْوَاءُ إِنَّمَا هِيَا لِمُطْلَقِ الْجَمْعَ وَإِنَّمَا الَّذِي يُفِيدُ التَّرْتِيبِ ثُمَّ فَلَوْ أَنَّهُ قَالْ مَسَحَ كَفَّيْهِ ثُمَّ وَجْهَهُ لَصَارَ التَّر أَنَّهُ سَسَمْ ضَرَبَ التُرَابَ بِيَدَيْهِ ثُمَّ مَسَحَ وَجْهَهُ ثُمَّ مَسَحَ كَفَيْهِ وَهَذِهِ هِيَ الصِّفَةُ الَّتِي تُؤَيِّدُهَا الْأَحَادِيثِ So the hadith, the two hadith, they seem to indicate the opposite order. One hadith indicates that you, when, you, when you make tayammum, you wipe the face first and the hands. The other hadith indicates that you wipe the hands first and then the face. So then the shaykh explains how the order could be understood by using various words in Arabic. But then he says that the uh, apparent meaning would therefore be that you wipe the hands, or rather you hit the hands onto the ground, hit the hands onto the ground, then wipe the face, then wipe the hands. The face, then the hands. And that is what uh, the ahadith seem to indicate. Uh, and many of the scholars therefore, they said based upon that, that it is actually a condition to follow that order. To do the face first and then the hands. So what is the benefits from this ahadith? Al-mas'alatul ula fi al-hadith dalala ala anna sahaba radiyallahu anhum yistahamiluna al-ishtihad fi hal ghaybatihi 
The hadith indicates that the companions used to make their ijtihad, they used to make their conclusion about an issue, uh, based upon what they recognized and understood and knew, if the Prophet ﷺ was absent and they couldn't ask him. وَإِذَا كَانَ حَاضِرًا بَيْنَهُمْ يَسْأَلُونَهُ And if the Prophet ﷺ was present, then they would just ask him. If the Prophet ﷺ was there, then they would simply ask the Prophet ﷺ what the affair was. But if he was absent, then this hadith indicates they would use their understanding to try to come to what their reasoning is. They would use their ijtihad. So here Ammar ibn Yasir radiallahu anhu made his ijtihad. When Nabi lam yunkir alayhi al-ijtihad. And the Prophet didn't refute the fact that he was making this ijtihad. He didn't refute that. Wala amarahu salah. And he didn't even command him to repeat the prayer again. Because Ammar ibn Yasir radiallahu anhu, he rolled around in the sand or in the earth and then prayed. That ijtihad, the Prophet ﷺ didn't refute it. And he didn't tell him to make his prayer again. فَدَلَّ عَلَى صِحَّةَ الْإِجْتِهَادِ فِي أَحَدِهِ سَأَسَلَّمْ وَإِنَّمَا بَيَّنَ لَهُ الْكَيْفِيَ صَحِيحًا وَلَمْ يَأْمُرْهُ بِالْإِعَادَةِ So that indicates that ijtihad was okay. The companions used to make ijtihad. However, in this instance it was the fact that the Prophet ﷺ corrected that and explained that actually wiping the hands and the face would have been enough. That is actually the correct position here. Although the ijtihad that was made, that was made due to the absence of the Prophet ﷺ at that time. And that was not re- rejected or refuted. Al-Mas'alatu Thaniya Fi al-Hadithi dalilun ala kaifiyyati al-tayammum Faqad warada fi al-Hadith al-awwal mashru'iyyati al-tayammum mujmala Fi qawlihi ju'ilat liya lardu masjidan wa tahura هذا الحديث مفصل ومبين لكيفية التيمم وهو أن المتيمم يضرب التراب بيديه ثم يمسح وجهه ثم يمسح كفيه. This hadith explains how the tayammum is to be made, whereas the first hadith was general. The first hadith that we mentioned that was general that you said جعلت لي الأرض طهورة مسجدا وطهورة that the earth has been made. As a masjid and as pure for me. But it wasn't explained how it's been made pure. How the tayammum is to be done. But in this hadith it explains it. And that is that a person wipes or rather hits the earth. A person hits the ground. And then after that uses to wipe his face. And then uh, to wipe his hands. المسألة الثالثة فيه دليل على أن التيمم ضربة واحدة يقسمها بين وجهه وكفيه. The hadith indicates that a person if he's making tayammum, he only hits the ground once. That's what the hadith indicates. However, this is something that there is a difference about. Because there are going to come some hadith later on, which explain that actually it is twice you hit the ground. So there is some difference in this issue. لكن الصحيح أَنَّ هَذَا مَوْقُوفٌ مِنْ كَلَامِ ابْنِ عُمَرِ The second hadith which says that you hit the ground twice, قال التيمم ضربتان ضربة للوجه وضربة للكفين That you hit the ground twice, once for the face and once for the hands. That hadith the shaykh says, the correct opinion as the shaykh explains here, as he says, is that it is mawquf. It is the statement of ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah. 
and not the statement of the Prophet ﷺ. And therefore the correct position would be that you only hit the ground once, according to Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan in this explanation. Hafizahullah ta'ala. Al-Mas'alatu al-Rabi'ah fi al-Hadithi dalilun ala anna al-wajiba mas'h al-kaffayn faqat la mas'h al-dira'ayn wa mas'h al-kaffayn yakunu min mafsil al-ku'a wala yamtaddu ila al-dira'a o ila al-mirfaq kama qala bithalika ba'd al-sahaba la'anna nabi sallam iqtasara ala mas'h al-kaffayn walam yamsah al-dira'ayn Also the hadith indicates that when you're wiping the hands it is only up to the wrist when making wudu, you wipe the hands up to the wrist only. Sorry, when making tayammum. When making tayammum, you only wipe the hands up to the wrists. Not all the way up to the elbows. Because some companions, they used to say that. However, the correct position seems to be from this narration and the statements of the Prophet ﷺ, that making tayammum, you only wipe the hands up to the wrists, not all the way up to the elbows. المسألة الخامسة في الحديث دليل على على تعليم الجاهل لأن النبي صلى بين لعمار الكيفية المشروعة في التيمم. The hadith also indicates that a person educates an individual who does not have knowledge of an affair, somebody who is ignorant of an affair, just as the Prophet صلى الله educated and explained to عمار بن ياسر just how to do that tayammum properly. So if you see somebody coming. And he doesn't understand, he doesn't know how to do something and you do, and you have the evidence, then you explain and clarify to that person how to do that affair properly. المسألة السادسة في الحديث دليل على أن الجاهل في الحكم إذا صلى باجتهاده لا يعيد الصلاة. The hadith indicates that an individual who is ignorant of a ruling, if he prays upon his ijtihad, then that prayer does not have to be repeated. Because the Prophet ﷺ did not command Ammar ibn Yasir to repeat the prayer. وَكَذَلِكَ فِي حَدِيثِ الْمُسِيءِ فِي صَلَاتِهِ فَإِنَّ النَّبْسَ سَلَّمْ قَالَ لَهُ عِدَّةْ مَرَّاتٍ صَلِّ فَإِنَّكَ لَمْ تُصَلِّ وَفِي النِّهَايَةِ بَيَّنَ لَهُ كَيْفِيَةَ الصَّلَاةِ وَلَمْ يَأْمُرْهُ بِإِعَادَةْ مَا مَضَى لِأَنَّهُ صَلَّ بِاشْتِهَادِهِ وَمَعْرِفَتِهِ وَكَانَ جَاهِلًا فَعَذَرَهُ النَّبْسَ سَلَّمْ وَهَذَا مِنْ تَيْسِيرِ اللَّهِ عَلَى عِبَادِهِ Just like the hadith about the individual who prayed incorrectly, the hadith of the individual who prayed incorrectly, then in that narration it mentions that the Prophet ﷺ told that individual to repeat his prayer, اِرْجِعْ فَصَلِّ فَإِنَّكَ لَمْ تُصَلِّ Return and pray, for indeed you have not prayed. On several occasions, on three occasions. And then in the end, in the end, the Prophet ﷺ explained to him how to pray correctly. Because he didn't know. He was praying upon his ijtihad, what he knew how to pray. But it was incorrect. So in the end, the Prophet ﷺ himself explained to him how to pray. And then he didn't tell him at the end that he has to go and repeat the prayers again. He didn't make him repeat the prayers again in the end. But he explained to him how to pray it correctly. So this indicates a person who prays upon his ishtihad on an issue, then that prayer does not have to be repeated once again. Al-Mas'alatu Sabi'ah fi al-Hadithi dalilun ala mashru'iyyati ta'aleem bil-fi'l li'anna al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam allamahu bil-fi'l wa lam yaktafi bil-qawl بل ضرب صلى الله عليه وسلم بيديه الأرض 
ليكون التعليم هذا عمليا فتعليم الطلاب إذا كان بطريقة عملية يشاهدونها يكون هذا أبلغ من الاقتصار على الوصف بالقول وهذا ما يسمونه في طرق التربية الآن وصائل الإيضاح The hadith indicates that from one of the ways of teaching is to teach someone by showing them something. Not by just speaking, but to physically show them something. Just like the Prophet ﷺ in this hadith of Umar ibn Yasir anhu did not just speak to him and explain to him, but he actually showed him. He physically showed him how to do it. Because that is something which will make it even easier to understand. If you can see the person doing it when he's explaining it. So here the Prophet ﷺ did it and explained to him how to do it by showing him how to make that tayammum. So he hit the ground and he wiped the face and he wiped the hands to show him that this is how you make the tayammum. And that is one of the ways to teach, to show somebody physically how to do something. And there are other narrations about that from the Prophet ﷺ when he would show them with hand signs. Something, for example, the hadith about the day of judgment, he said, The day of judgment is going to come and my sending, uh, the gap between me being sent as a messenger, and the day of judgment is like this. And the Prophet showed them two fingers, the index finger and the middle finger, indicating the gap between them is very small to the day of judgment occurring. Then the next hadith after that. عن ابن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم التيمم ضربتان ضربة للوجه وضربة لليدين إلى المرفقين. In the hadith of ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما he says that when you make tayammum you're supposed to hit the ground twice. Once for the face and then hit the ground again for the hands. So a separate one for the two parts, the face and the hands. Hit the ground, wipe the face, hit the ground, wipe the hands. Whereas the first narrations, they all said, hit the ground once, and then do the face with the fingers, and then the remainder for the hands, and that's enough. So what does this hadith indicate now? Firstly, this hadith indicates that when you make tayammum, you're supposed to hit the ground twice. Also, فيه دليل على أن التيمم يكون إلى المرفقين. This hadith also indicates because it says that the second time you hit the ground, you're supposed to wipe the hands up to the elbows. So this hadith indicates two things different to the other hadith. It indicates that you're supposed to hit the ground twice, whereas the other hadith said once. And it indicates that when you wipe the hands, you're supposed to go all the way to your elbows. Whereas the other hadith said, just up to the hands, just the wrists. So there are two differences. وَقَدْ ذَكَرْنَا هُنَاكَ بِأَنَّ And Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan, Hafizahullah, says that it is more authentic that you only hit the ground once. Uh, and he says that this hadith is actually mawquf. It is the statement of Ibn Umar. Not the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. 
As for all of the other hadith which back up the hadith of Ibn Umar, there are other hadith which back up the hadith of Ibn Umar, which says you hit it twice and you go up to the elbows. But the Shaykh says, Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan, Hafizahullah, that all of those are weak and they cannot be used as an evidence. So therefore he says the correct opinion is, you should hit the ground once, and then wipe the face, and then wipe the hands too, without having to hit the ground again. And that is what the Shaykh al-Fawzan, Hafizahullah, concludes upon that issue. After that, وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الصعيد وضوء المسلم الصعيد وضوء المسلم وإن لم يجد الماء عشر سنين فإذا وجد الماء فليتق الله وليمسه بشرته رواه البزار وصححه ابن قطان ولكن صوب الدار قطن إرساله وللترمذي عن ابي الذر نحوه وصحح حديث ابو هريره رضي الله عنه in sahih muslim where he said that the ground the tayammum meaning it is sufficient it is sufficient as a purifier for the believer for the muslim if he can't find any water even for 10 years even for 10 years, if you don't find any water, you can carry on making tayammum. فَإِذَا وَجَدَ الْمَاءَ فَلْيَتَّقِ اللَّهِ But if he finds water, then fear Allah and use the water. Use the water and put it onto your skin if you find it. But otherwise, you can continue upon the tayammum. So, what do we understand from this narration? The Shaykh says, we already mentioned that the Sa'id... The word Sa'id, it refers to the ground, the earth, and that which is similar to it. And we mentioned that perhaps the Sa'id could be any type of ground, any type of earth. But we explained, the Shaykh says that the reality is, uh, the answer is that is it only the soil or is it any type of earth? ذكرنا أيضا بأن صحيح القول الأول أنه يعم الأرض الترابية وصخرية وصبخة وغير ذلك. He says the correct opinion is that any type of ground can be used for tayammum, not just a type which is like soil. لأنه ربما تلزم الطهارة في مكان لا ماء فيه وتكون الأرض غير ترابية. Because maybe you might be in a situation where you don't find water and the earth where you are in isn't that soil type of earth. Might be sandy or it might be rocky. Then, of course, in that kind of situation, the facilitation is uh, present, and you can use that to make the tayammum. The Sheikh says. Um, uh, then the Sheikh says, "What tansis fi baad al riwayat ala turab la yadulu ala taqsis." Some narrations they specifically say it must be soil, but the Sheikh says that doesn't mean that this is specific. لقول الأصوليين إن النص على بعض أفراد العام لا يخصصه. وهذا ما يسمونه بمفهوم اللقب ومفهوم اللقب عندهم ضعيف because they say that if the text if the specific text is only referring to or it is relating to some of the aspects of the generality then it doesn't specify it it's an issue in usul al-fiqh but generally speaking the sheikh says the correct opinion is that every type of earth can be used, or other types of earth other than soil, can be used for tayammum too. فَالصَّحِيحُ إِنْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ أَنَّ جَمِيعَ وُجُوهِ الْأَرْضِ تَصْلُحُ لِلْتَّيَمُّمُ 
وَبِشَرْطْ أَن تَكُونَ طَاهِرًا But the condition is obviously that they have to be pure. Any part of the earth which is pure. لِقَوْلِهِ أَصْعِيدَ الطَّيِّبِ Because he said it has to be طَيِّب That it has to be pure. And also because Allah said, فَلَمْ تَجِدُوا مَاءً فَتَيَمَّمُوا سَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا If you don't find water, then use the pure earth. قَوْلُهُ وَضُوءُ الْمُسْلِمِ أَيْ إِنَّ التَّيَمُّمْ يَقُومُ مَقَامَ الْوَضُوءِ بِالْمَاءِ Abu Huraira says that the person who can't find water, then the tayammum is his wudu. That, it is, that is purifying for him. Meaning that is something that takes the place of water then. The tayammum takes the place of water. And the wisdom behind that, Allahu A'lam, فِي جَعْلِ الطَّهَارَ إِمَّا بِالْمَاءِ وَإِمَّا بِالْتُرَابِ أَنَّ الْمَاءِ وَالْتُرَابِ هُمَا أَصْلَاءَ الْآدْمِيِّينَ فَبَنُوا آدَمْ مُخْلُقُونَ مِنْ تُرَابِ وَمَاءِ فَآدَمْ خَلَقَهُ اللَّهُ مِنْ تُرَابٍ ثُمَّ جَعَلَ نَسْلَهُ مِنْ سَلَالَةٍ مِنْ مَاءٍ مَهِينٍ فَالتُرَابُ وَالْمَاءُ هُمَا أَصْلَ الْخِلْقَةِ الْبَشَرِيَّةِ فَجَعَلَهُمُ اللَّهُ طَهُورًا لِلْأُمَّةِ The Shaykh says Allahu A'lam but perhaps the reason why purification has been placed in water and soil water is the norm that's the origin but if you can't find it then you use the soil فَتَيَمَّمْ or the other types of ground فَتَيَمَّمْ the Shaykh says perhaps the reason why those two have been made the items for purification is because humans were created from those two things. As for the soil and the ground and that type of affair, then Adam salam was created from that. And as for the remainder of his descendants, the humans, then they are created from water. They are created from the water, from the semen, from the liquid. So because of those two types, this water that our bodies are created from, and the clay, the earth that Adam salam was originally created from, then perhaps that is the wisdom in making those two items, the items of purification. So Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu says, if a person doesn't find water even for 10 years, you can carry on using this, making the tayammum. That doesn't mean 10 years specifically. What if it was 11 years or 12 years? Can you still use the tayammum? Yes. This is just an example. Even if it's 10 years. Meaning even if it was a lot of years, it doesn't mean specifically 10 years, it just means many years or a long time, no matter what that time is. If you can't find the water, then you can continue to make the tayammum, and that is the wudu for him, that is the purification for him, even if the water cannot be found, or if the water cannot be found. فَإِذَا وَجَدَ الْمَاءِ But if he does find the water, meaning if the Muslim does find water there, and he is able to use it, there's nothing preventing him from using it. Then he should fear Allah and touch that water to his skin, i.e. he should use that water then. Have fear of Allah, have taqwa, meaning to carry out the commandments of Allah and to stay away from the prohibitions. And therefore he should use the water because that is what you do in the origin of the affair. So if the water is found, then he uses the water. Because the soil is only a substitute. That's a substitute, the tayammum. If you find the water, then the substitute is finished. Use the water now. So if you find the origin, the water, you can't carry on using the substitute. That was just a substitute, the soil, the earth, the tayammum. If you find the water, the substitute is now finished. 
So the person who then uses the water when he finds it and he's able to use it, then that's the person who has feared Allah, he has demonstrated taqwa, and he is now using the water which is the origin of the affair, and he has left using the turab, the soil. فهذا الحديث يدل على أن التيمم إنما يقوم مقام الماء عند عدم الماء وأنه مع وجود الماء لا يجوز التيمم ولا يجزئ ولا تصح الصلاة به إلا إذا عجز عن استعماله. This hadith indicates that a person can only use the tayammum with the soil or the ground if water cannot be found. And if water is found and he is able to use it, maybe sometimes you can find water but you can't use it for medical reasons or something. So if the water is found and he can use it, then in that instance it's not permissible to make tayammum. And if he does, then the prayer is incorrect. This is what the hadith indicates by its clear wording. ويدل بمفهومه على أن التيمم مبيح للصلاة لا رافع للحدث. And the hadith also indicates therefore that tayammum is something which makes the prayer permissible for you to pray temporarily. Temporarily up until what time? You can carry on using the tayammum temporarily up until when? Huh? The next prayer, but what if you don't find water, then you can carry on using tayammum for that prayer too. Up until when? Until you find water. So this indicates that tayammum isn't a direct substitute for wudu. Because wudu, if you make wudu, then you can pray, you can carry on praying as long as you want until the wudu breaks. But tayammum, not the same. Tayammum is only permissible until wudu, until water is found. If water is found, that's it. Tayammum is falsified, it's finished. So tayammum isn't the same as wudu. You can't just make tayammum once and just carry on and carry on, even though after you find water, just carry on on the tayammum. No. Tayammum only makes it permissible temporarily. You can pray because you can't find any water, you can't use it. Once it can be found, that's it. Tayammum is finished. So that's what this hadith indicates. And that is what many of the scholars, they say. That tayammum isn't directly like wudu. That's like al-Imam Shafi'i, al-Imam Ahmad, al-Imam Malik, Abu Hanifa. That tayammum, it only makes it permissible for you to pray. It doesn't actually get rid of the impurity. It doesn't get rid of the impurification. That's when you find water and make the proper wudu. This is just something temporary you can pray with. The actual impurity hasn't been removed. That needs the wudu afterwards to do it. Uh, and that is because of the statement of the Prophet that he needs to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and use the water. But when? When you find water. So when you find water, it needs to be used. Uh, Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala, Shaykhul Islam, however, took the opinion that tayammum removes the impurity as well, just like wudu removes the impurity. لِأَنَّ التَّيَمُّمَ بَدِيلٌ عَنِ الْمَاءِ فَيَقُومُ مَقَامَهُ Because he says the tayammum, it's a substitute for water. So just like water removes the impurity when you do tayammum, then it should remove the impurity too. It's a substitute for water. So it should remove the impurity. وَلِأَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ سَمَّاهُ طَهُورًا فِي قَوْلِهِ سَأَسَلَّمْ جُعْلَتْ لِيَ الْأَرْضُ مَسْجِدًا وَطَهُورًا And because the Prophet ﷺ 
referred to the earth, to tayammum, as something which is purifying. And the earth has been made for me a mosque, a masjid, a place of prayer, and as a purifier, a tahura. So he said, it purifies and it removes the impurity. So what does it mean then? How does he explain the narration about you have to use the water when you find it? He says, يَعْنِي لِلْمُسْتَقْبَلِ إِذَا أَجْنَبَ أَوْ أَحْدَثَ فِي الْمُسْتَقْبَلِ أَمَّا الْحَدَثِ الْمَاضِي أَمَّا الْحَدَثُ الْمَاضِي فَإِنَّهُ مُرْتَفِعٌ بِالتَّيَمُّمْ He says the hadith means that you can carry on making tayammum until you find water, meaning until you find water when you find it, then for the next prayer, for the next wudu, you have to use water. As for the previous ones, that's it, it's gone, it's finished, it's done. The tayammum has taken care of it and the uh, wudu has, take, the uh, impurity has been removed. But then when you break the wudu, the next time you have to use the water. The next time when you become impure, you use the water. But prior to that, you've done it and the impurity has been removed. So he says the hadith means in the future. So basically Ibn Taymiyyah says that the tayammum, it removes the impurity. Whereas many of the other scholars, as we've seen, they say, no, it doesn't remove the impurity. It just gives you a temporary uh, permissibility to pray and to do other acts of worship. And then when you find water, that's when you properly remove the impurity. But Ibn Taymiyyah says, no, the earth removes the impurity too. Was sahih, Allahu A'lam, the Shaykh says, Shaykh Saleh Fawzan, the correct opinion, Allahu A'lam, is the second opinion. أَنَّ التَّيَمُّمْ رَافِعٌ لِلْحَدَثِ that tayammum, it removes the impurity. Tayammum, it removes the impurity. Because it is a direct substitute for water. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ جَعَلَهُ بَدِيلًا عَنِ الطَّهَارَ بِالْمَاءِ وَالْبَدَلَ لَهُ حُكْمَ الْمُبْدَلِ And the one that is a substitute for something has the ruling of the original thing. If you're substituting for something, then the substitute has the same ruling. So some of the scholars here now, like Shaykh Fawzan say, therefore... It removes the impurity as well. And because the Prophet ﷺ called the earth as something which is purifying, he mentioned that the earth is a purifier. وَمَنْ لَمْ يَفْعَلْ ذَلِكَ وَبَقِيَ عَلَى تَيَمُّمَ عَوَجُودِ الْمَا فَإِنَّهُ لَمْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ So the meaning of it is, the shaykh says that the ground, the earth, when you use that, it removes the impurity. The hadath has gone. The impurity has gone. That is the correct opinion. Whereas the scholars, lots of them, they took the opinion that no, it only temporarily removes that uh, individual state to be able to pray. Uh, the next narration, uh, inshallah, which will begin next time, is the hadith of uh, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri. رضي الله عنه قال خرج رجلان في سفر فحضرت الصلاة وليس معهما ماء فتيمما سعيدا طيبا فصليا ثم وجد الماء في الوقت فأعاد أحدهما الصلاة والوضوء ولم يعد الآخر ثم أتى يا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فذكر ذلك له فقال للذي لم يعيد أصبت سنة وأجزأتك صلاتك وقال للآخر لك الأجر مرتين. This hadith 
is going to be about two people who went out on a journey and they couldn't find any water. So they made the tayammum. Then they found water and there was still time for the prayer left. So one of them used the water, made wudu with the water and prayed again. The other one didn't. The other one didn't. He said, we've already made tayammum and prayed. Even though there's time left and we found wudu, it's sufficient. So then they went to the Prophet ﷺ and explained what they did. And the Prophet ﷺ said to the one who didn't repeat, you've done the sunnah. And he said to the other one who did make the wudu and repeat, you have two rewards. So inshallah, that is linked to this issue now. And we'll start with that one next time. Uh, next Saturday, inshallah ta'ala. So we'll conclude upon that point for today. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين